Good afternoon, everybody. What a fun, exciting Saturday today is. It is currently, what is it, 93 degrees here in Stockton, California. So it's pretty warm and humid. And we're going to talk about uh, the beginnings of how to deal with rejection and not qualifying, you know. And you got to look at uh, how we achieve our greatest successes through our rejections and through our no's. So stay tuned for a great episode on Good Vibes of Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to Jason B. So I'm here at the here in Stockton, California. My daughter has the San Joaquin something rec league, uh, rec swim league. Uh, what is it? What do they call it? Anyway, uh, city championship meet. Um, you know, going into last night, my daughter was pretty excited, and man, she just flew. Took off like seven or eight seconds off of her best, and she was feeling pretty good. But she was you know before we even started this meet she had already been speaking about how um, she didn't want to do the butterfly stroke and I said yeah it happens you know I mean there's going to be races sometimes you don't want to race you don't want to you're not good at that particular stroke and um, you know the only reason why you're not good at it is because you haven't taken the time to really perfect it practice it become it you know what whatever and she's 11 years old and uh, she was just really you know she wants to focus on her breaststroke her backstroke and her freestyle and and as her dad you know I'm her coach too I, I'm her personal coach I I'm in charge of her mental game I'm in charge of tracking you know, and, and watching her swim, you know, in practice, in meets, all that good stuff. So, um, when it becomes an individualized sport, like swimming, track and field, cross country, cycling, boxing, um, as a parent, you can take several different actions. And, um, a lot of times it, it really comes from uh, what do you call it? it? It comes from a personal experience that they have to know that they're not actually relying on another person to do their sport or to do well. They're not, they're actually not connected to another person only with themselves and, and their endeavors. So with that being said, you got to know how to, how to prep your kid. You got to know how to keep them focused and, uh, you know, get ready to, to perform, you know, on a stage. It really is a stage. I mean, if you really think about it, they're, they're in their individual lanes and they've got to go so fast or go so hard. And with swimming, you can't, there, there's no way to gauge how to go faster, like against an opponent, because you're competing against time. 
And same with track and field, same with cross country. It really doesn't change. That narrative does not change at all. You know, it, it stays the same. So the only difference is in track and field, you can see where your opponent is without getting out of your element. You can, you can see what, what your opponents are doing by where you're at in the field, but with water and swimming, you can't at all. Only if you look. And one of the things, if um, I'll tell you right now as a swim dad, the, one of the things that I emphasize highly one of the first five rules on my kid is number one you never ever ever look at someone else in another lane you focus on what you're doing and if you're spending too much time looking you're losing none of the professional athletes none of the olympic athletes really spend that much time if at all looking they they feel it in the water because their experience they they rely on their other senses and their effort, you know, if you're not giving max effort in, in a race while using strategy, you know, you're the only one to blame. And it same goes for my daughter. And she, my daughter has had a tough road. She is half Asian. She's Filipino. She's shorter than um, some of the other girls. She's not as muscular, husky built, but she is really lean, you know, so... Um, you know, she's got my genetics where it comes to her build is, is a thinner build, you know, and I'm a lengthy guy. I'm a skinny guy to a point anyway. So getting back to the story. So, you know, my daughter's all hyped, you know, last night and she just, she really surprised herself. You know, she really did. She just really came out on top and I'm so proud of her. But then comes this morning, you know, the mental attitude was, Dad, I don't want to swim the butterfly. It sucks. I'm not good at it. And I, and as, a, as her dad and coach saying, you know what? Shut up. You need to stop talking like that. You know, every time you speak it, you're making it happen. It doesn't matter good or bad. Your, your wish is my command. Just like a, you know, rubbing a genie on a lamp. Just like Aladdin. It doesn't matter you know, what it is. It could be a good thing and more than likely you're, what you attract by energy and all that stuff is going to happen. So she goes into the butterfly and she doesn't finish uh, last. You know, she actually finished for her pretty good. She finished like seventh, I think, in her heat. But overall she finished like, I think it was like 65th in a field of 86. So it really wasn't bad. You know, and uh, Bella just was really distracted. And I go, and she, when we got back to our tent to sit down and she wanted to walk off, that's how she handles it. I said, what's wrong? What's going on? And then she started crying. She said, oh, my friends, my friends don't support me. My friends don't, um, you know, they're talking bad about me. Why am I always finishing last? And I said, Bella, you know, these girls are relying on pure muscle, but not talent and not skill. And it's the only reason for right now they're ahead of you. I said, you're coming from behind and catching them. You know, I told her in her IM, inter, intermixed uh, strokes last night. She, you know, started out kind of weaker on the fly, but... 
you know, people were passing her who were good on the butterfly, but she started coming from behind. And by the time she hit her breaststroke, which is the third leg of the regiment of the race, because they have to do four strokes first, a 50 or a 25 fly a butterfly stroke, then they have to do 25 backstroke, then they have to do 25 breaststroke, and then finish with a 25 freestyle. So it's 100, you know, meters or yards. So by the time she got to breaststroke, she still, she started catching them. She wasn't last, but she was like next to last. And she started, you know, speeding up. And so, uh, she, as soon as she hit breaststroke, she made huge strides. Her training, her skill in becoming a really good breaststroker came in handy. And if anyone knows about the IM in swimming, they know that breaststrokers tend to win the IMs a lot, you know. So she comes in and Bella finishes like sixth or fifth or sixth in her heat of 10. I think she finished fifth. So there were girls that were way ahead and she passed three of them. By the time she, when she hit freestyle, she passed three or four swimmers. And it was just like, it was like magic. It was like, wow, I'm watching and admiring my kid for what she did. And it kind of like took me back to when I was running in track and field and cross country. And I was a really good athlete. Um, I was a top athlete for myself and for where I came from. And, um, you know, I could have went on to college and all this other stuff, but that's another story in itself. Anyway, so, you know, she's, she's like going into it like, you know, dad, today, I don't, I don't feel the 50. I don't, I don't want to do it. I'm going to do bad. And I'm telling her to stop doing that. So she finishes and, you know, and she did just fine. She only swam that race one time in the last five weeks. And she's had like six meets in that time so she didn't practice really for the butterfly and I'm like I didn't expect you to do like really well but she actually beat her best time by like four hundredths of a second or something like that so she made progress and she comes back and, you know, after she's like, I was telling you, she sat in my lap and she's like, well, those girls are talking bad about me. Why am I finishing last? And they're all talking of how they're going to finish. And I said, do ever once they ever pay attention to you? And she's all, no. And I'm like, then why do you hang around them? Do you cheer them on? Yeah. Do they ever cheer you on? Sometimes. Okay. So... She's like, but why do I finish last? I work so hard. And my daughter does work hard. She practices five, six days a week, twice a day sometimes. So she doesn't understand that all that hard work is paying off. She doesn't see it right now. So I tell her, if kids are talking in a way where you're not included, you need to walk away from that. Because what it is, it's called passive aggressive behavior you know and she doesn't understand what that is I told her I said they're talking out of fear and the cockiness and 
not confidence, you know, not cheering you on, not being a good sportsman, you know, not, and she's just like, you know, she's taking it hard, she's crying, and I'm like, okay, so let's stop for a second, and I keep a, a, a notebook, like one of those, uh, you know, personal essay journal-like things you can buy at the store, and I showed her from each race up until this meet, she has increased by a second, two seconds, three seconds, four seconds. So a total in a month's time, my daughter has taken off seven to 10 seconds off of her best in one month, one month's time. And, you know, I showed her bit by bit every single race. I, can you argue this? No, okay. Here is the field. The top time is this time. Your best time is this time. Your time today is this time. You know, so your official time, what's your goal? And we all, and I, no matter what, I always write out a goal time. And it's usually two, three seconds, sometimes seven seconds ahead of what she's, she's done. So it's being marginal and reasonable at the same time. It's like, if you're setting goals for yourself, a lot of times, you're you're more than likely going to succeed. It's just the effort and the energy and the way you talk, the way you think towards your written goals. This is an affirmation. So I'm trying to explain to her all that in a, in a way she would understand. So it came down to, you know, she was surprised. She's like feeling like crap. And I said, okay, when those girls start talking like that, walk away. If you're not really included, you've been that mean girl too. Don't act like you're stupid. Now, and now the karma has turned on you. Now it's your opportunity to use what you know, to depend on your skills and do your absolute best. When you give your all and you give everything, if you, even if you don't finish first today, doesn't mean you can't have a first place tomorrow. Every no or rejection or last place finish it matters it's either going to sharpen you or take back from you but me as your your dad and as your coach I'm not your friend I'm only trying to get you better she's like yeah I know and then her mom you know she's boosting she's like your dad's right listen to what he's saying you know when you try to act like you know and you think you know it all guess what's happening you're putting yourself in a bad position you brush him off you know, you're putting yourself in a bad position. She's like, I know. And I'm like, if you really know, Bella, you would not be in this position. So you don't know. So now stop saying that. So I'm like letting my ex talk to her. And, and I said, you know what? How do you want to, where do you want to go, Bella? Where do you want to go to college? Where do you want to be? What's your long-term goals? I want to go to the Junior Olympics. Okay, that's a reasonable goal. Then she goes, and I said, what is your old? I want to go swim for Cal Berkeley. You know, she wants to go swim for Coach Terry, which she's an amazing coach, you know, for the women's Cal Berkeley team. And I said, do you think those girls all had it easy? No, they didn't. They had to bust their ass. They had to sacrifice. Sometimes they were last. Sometimes they were first for a while. Everyone has their own personal demons. But you, what you got to see is how you sharpen your skills and your ability is all on you. I can't do it for you. So when I coach and develop you and say, Hey, let's go, let's not be around this. And I pull her away from her friends sometimes on purpose 
Like, come on, let's go walk. Let's go focus. Let's go refocus. Let's get our head where it needs to be. So Bella basically does exactly what I said. You know, and I'm like, great. And I'm thinking she's going to line up for the backstroke. And like some friend, some friends of the of her parent or her, some of the parents um, that are, I guess, friends of mine or acquaintances, whatever you want to call it, they're next to me. Like, oh yeah, Bella's going to line up. And then they're like, where's my kid? You know, what's she doing? Why are they walking over there opposite end of this? And I went and got my kid, and I said, no, Bella, you gotta go. I, I grabbed her. I said, no, 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 no. You're not gonna go hang out over way over here when the race is coming up within five to 10 minutes. You need to put your head in the water, focus on where you're going to go and stop getting catty. So she did exactly what I told her to do. And the backstroke started out amazing. Bella just took off. I mean, she's just like, bam, you know, I saw the beast come out of my daughter and she was leading first going into the first end of the lap and then she didn't want to do the flip turn because she got scared so she hesitated but then as she turned from where my perspective of the pool was she was at you know she was she was leading but she was really like third and it was pretty close you know the first second and third my daughter finished third in her heat they all finished within within the 50 second marker And for Bella, that was awesome. You know, she used competition to her benefit. And so we're like, wow, kick ass, you know, cool. And she felt good at the end of her race. And I said, okay, Bella, you did so awesome. What's the difference? What's different about now? You know, and she goes... I just felt really good. I wanted to do it. And I said, that's awesome. So you thought about it. You got away from your friends. And your friends in their heats did crappy. They did. They totally did like shit. I watched them. They they really finished with only maybe a second faster than Bella. But they were finishing like 7th, 8th, and ninth place in their heat. Which is fine. So Bella's like... I did really good, didn't I? And I said, if you would have been in their heat, Bella, you probably would have beat them. You know, but you're just racing against time. You're racing against yourself. So what made the difference between this race versus your butterfly? Well, I really like the backstroke. I said, what else? And she's like, my thinking. I said, so what does that tell you? You got to knock off what other people say, right? Even when you may not be invited to the situation but you're around the situation and it's negative and she goes yeah you're right dad you're right and I'm like if you want to make it to Cal Berkeley you're going to have to drown out a lot of people's opinions and it's all going to be about work it's all going to be about school and swimming and you're going to lose some friends along the way but I promise you at the end of it and you get where you want to be guarantee you you're going to be really happy and you're going to have opportunities take advantage of your opportunities we're going to take a brief little break and i'm going to be right back okay
Okay, so we're back again uh, to finish off the story. And it's going to take a little bit of a turn, but I, I'm sure you all can learn from this example in some way or fashion. So Bella, you know, we're in the second day of, of the swim meet and we have one more day to go. And like I was telling, you know, she did really well in the, in the backstroke. She was really happy and satisfied. And I, like I was saying, recapping, what changed? What was different? What did you like? And she's like, I was a stroke I really enjoy. And I said, okay, well, that's cool. And then she goes, you're, you know, she told me uh, I was thinking better. And I said, okay, so what happens when you get stressed and you don't feel like you're safe or you don't feel like you're in a safe space? What is it going to take you to get through your most difficult situation? And she's like, well, to calm down. And I said, exactly. It is so difficult to calm down in the heat of the moment to get you prepared to perform your absolute best, you know, and to, to get you, to get anyone to perform their best when they're stressed, it, it does take a mastery of doing so. It takes a mastery of, you know, not just the emotions, but the actual physical ability. You know, sometimes it feels beyond the mental stress and it just, the, the pain, the anguish that you feel like your exhaustion. So what we were getting at is like, okay, you know, set your limits, set your boundaries. If people are saying things you don't like, you don't have to agree with it. If you start feeling towards what they're saying and you feel sad, you've made the agreement, whether you like it or not. And she's like, huh? I said, okay, so if someone says something bad about you, if I say you're a horrible daughter, are you going to feel bad? She said, oh, yeah. I said, okay, well, so you've made the agreement of my negative statement about you. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, so if it comes from someone you don't care and you don't like or, or it doesn't matter, do you still feel the same? No, not at all. I said, why? Because I don't know them or I don't like them or whatever, and it doesn't matter. So why is why should it change when it when it's someone you know or you like or you appreciate or you want to be accepted with? Well, I guess there's really no difference at all. I said exactly. So if there's no difference at all about the company that you keep or the people that you're around when they say negative shit, you know, why are you making yourself feel so bad? And this is a life example actually. You know, it's you know, out of my own personal thing, you know, like I struggle with it too. Like I'm struggling right now. Like I want to see my one-year-old and my girlfriend, but, um, you know, it's a difficult situation today, you know, and I have to be in under a different place. So, you know, I, I do kind of worry sometimes about my girlfriend, you know, what they're doing or whatever, but but then I talk myself out of it like, okay, are they interrupted? Are their lives interrupted by me not being there? No. Are they doing what they want to do regardless? Yes. Am I doing what I want to do? Yes. So 
looking at my own example in trying to teach my daughter, you know, don't worry about acceptance, you know, rejection is going to come. You're not always going to finish first. You're not always going to finish last either. So you got to practice and practice and practice to where you become a master of what you're doing. And that doesn't matter whether it's a physical sports thing, um, a, a job, or or um, you making cookies. I don't know. It doesn't matter what it is. You're. It takes so much repetition to refine the ability. And this is where a lot of people get lost in translation. And I have gotten lost in that translation. So my daughter comes up to me and says, Dad, you know, I love you. And, um, you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't be sorry, baby. Just don't, don't trip. You're in a really temperamental age, 11 years old. You're, you're a preteen. You know, you got a lot of things going on in your head. Just don't, don't play to someone else's tune. Play to your tune. You'll be a lot happier. You know, and when you play to your own tune, people are going to ask, well, why are you so happy? Because you're not caught up in everyone else's mix. And that's the just of it. So my daughter, you know, tomorrow is a big day for us. And, you know, I hope that she's learned from her lesson today. But I have a feeling that it's not so cut and dry for tomorrow. She's going to want to go hang around the same friends. And, you know... She has loyalty, but it's like, where do you put your loyalty and attachment to? You know, even when people are not doing, you know, you're loyal for a good reason, not because you want to be cool. You know, so whenever you're dealing with rejection, if if the rejection is telling you that you're not good enough, or maybe it's just telling you this isn't the way for you, or not right now. Uh, there's always a no. There's always a no everywhere you look. You know, or almost everywhere you look. It's going to be up to you. To, um, it's going to be up to you to really figure it out. To really say, you know what? I'm not going to let this situation define me or my emotions. I'm not going to let this situation put me that I'm not good enough. I'm going to, I'm going to make it. And you know what? Many of the greatest business leaders, entrepreneurs, industrial leaders, creators, all went through this. They persevered through something in their lives. No one has it just easy street. No one does. You know, you have, it's just a rite of passage, you know, and that rite of passage is going to help define you to become more mature and better as a person. So... This is my little episode about being a swim dad, but not not just being a swim dad, but also being a mentor. Um, if you are having problems with rejection or no, and you haven't gotten to that spot, maybe you're not getting the job that you're really looking for. Are you putting blinders on yourself? Are you paying attention to everyone, what everyone else is saying? Sometimes you got to pay attention to what the signs, but doesn't mean you have to get lost in translation. You know, a no can also be turned into yes for later. It's just all how you take it. Well, that's my episode today for Good Vibes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. I'm sure I will make another episode tomorrow. 
You all have a wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you later.